This is a Spoonyville podcast, chronically candid conversations, and I'm your host, Morgan Green. Grace, great, and gratitude, Spoonie Gang. Welcome back to a Spoonyville podcast. So, apologies. Um, this week is a little late on the release, but for good reason. Um, I just wasn't feeling my best. I was completely exhausted, so I decided to take a couple days rest. So. Sorry, not sorry, but I am getting something out for to you guys um, just a little later than expected. So as we are continuing our No November discussions, I actually did a poll on the gram asking, you know, what topic regarding boundaries would everyone like for me to speak on? And the most common response was setting boundaries with family and friends like You guys should have saw the number of responses that talked about family and friends. And so with Thanksgiving coming this week and, you know, we're entering the holiday season, I thought this was the perfect time to touch on this topic. You know, setting boundaries with loved ones can be tackled from so many different angles. And I'm going to try to hit lightly on a lot of them, but I definitely feel like this is worthy of a deeper discussion. Um, And if you guys are interested, I will probably have that discussion on Instagram so I can get interaction and feedback from you all. But without further ado, let's get into it. So boundaries with loved ones. The first type of boundary I want to tackle is around sharing details about your illness, you know, and I'll just say it plain and simple. You don't owe anyone detailed information about your health. Like that's why it's called PII. You literally have to sign a piece of paper giving people access to your health information, you know? So share as much or as little as you want with who you want, you know, having to divulge information about things you're still processing and learning is traumatizing. Um, I think during my first year of spooning life, I probably shared what was going on with me with maybe uh, 10 people. And then only my mom, my grandma and my two best friends got like full details. And to be honest, I probably would have decreased that number a little bit more um, just because of the other boundaries that I want to talk about later that I had to eventually set. Um, one is like boundaries surrounding handling other people's responses to you having an illness. Um, I've shared before that my mom took my illness very difficult, um, difficultly. She took it very hard. <laughs> um, she broke down crying like several times and had even made statements about how this isn't just happening to me. It's happening to us. And that statement really triggered me all. It triggered me back then. And it's still a little triggering now. Um, like I get it. Our loved ones do their best to support us in these journeys. Some are more hands on than others, depending on like the home dynamics and how old you are when you're diagnosed and different things. But we are the ones feeling it living it, being poked and prodded, filled with all the anxiety. So it's almost a slap in the face when someone reacts to something that's happening to you as if it's happening to them, you know? And so I know one thing that I'm guilty of is trying to manage other people's responses to my traumatic event because clearly they need the protecting, right? No, not at all. You know, and we're so busy taking care of other people that we barely, if ever, make time for ourselves, like I said, to process and to figure out what's going on. We don't know who we are anymore. We don't feel like ourselves. We don't know what our lives will look like anymore because of all this uncertainty. And 
you know, but that's fine as long as, you know, so-and-so is calm or this person isn't pitying me or my situation. And it's almost like a social conditioning that has caused us to think that it's not right for us to choose ourselves or put our needs first, especially emotional and mental needs. Um, and that narrative is really, really harmful to women who, you know, I feel like from the beginning of time have been required to put ourselves last. And by the time we take care of everyone else, when it's time to take care of us, there's nothing left to have. But that's a whole different story. I'm not going to go off on the rampage about the patriarchy. Um, <laughs> the next thing is unsolic- oh, boundaries on unsolicited advice. So nothing, nothing boils me more than when folks are trying to be helpful and they say the most outrageous or ignorant things in the name of helping. Like, you know, sometimes silence is really just the best. I don't want to hear about your friend who had kidney stones and changed to a vegan diet, you know? So I've learned to tell people up front that, hey, I'm just venting and I'm not looking for advice. Or um, if they do happen to say something out of their mouth that I don't like, I address it. I do not let that eat at me. Um, I think it's our duty to educate those in our circles. So it's so all simple, like, hey, it really bothered me when you said X, Y, and Z, or something you said the last time we spoke really stuck out to me. I did some research and I wanted to send you these articles. So check this out and let me know what you think. Or I know you're trying to help, but comparing what I'm going through to someone else's journey does not help me. Like, y'all, we have to be so direct with people because they just don't get it. And if they're someone that we consider loved ones, nine times out of 10, they're trying, they just, they're just falling a little short. So we have to help them by setting up these boundaries. Um, and the last boundary I wanted to touch on was like boundaries on expectations and limitations. So I think I'm pretty sure I've spoke before, spoken before about my family having conversations behind my back and they had decided that my grandmother needed to move in with me because they felt like I was too ill to continue to live alone. And that was really, really hurtful for me. You know, they decided what was best for me without even including me in the conversation. They were stripping me of my independence. And that was something that I really, really worked hard towards. But it seemed like that didn't matter, you know. Um, And then I've also talked about you know, knowing my limits and not feeling guilty about adhering to them. So if that means like, oh, hey, I'm going to leave a function early or even not showing up at all, then that's it. And I did lose a couple of friends when I established those boundaries. But I realized that the, um, what's it called? The trade-off was my health and my health is important. So I talked, I mentioned that, you know, part of helping our friends and family become better support systems is educating them. That means you have to communicate um, and let them know that there'll be good days and there'll be bad days. The good days are great, but the bad days can be horrible and they may not be consecutive. They may be, you know, it could be a bad hour. Who knows? But on the bad days is when you need the assistance and that you promise them your support system that you will reach out to them and allow yourself to receive the help and support that you need. But it may not be every day. It could look a little different every single day, you know? Having an illness doesn't automatically make you incapable and you have to decide your new normal and establish your life around that. But anyone who's not willing to hear you out and adjust accordingly may not need to be in your inner circle, at least not right now. And that's just my personal opinion, but you do what works for you, you know? 
Um, so those were the major, I guess, groups of boundaries that I wanted to hit on. And before we go, I wanted to share a listener question that I received regarding boundaries with family um, because it was really, really relevant. So she wrote me, she said, I have an aunt who will come barreling at me while shouting, what's wrong with your health? I never know how to respond. What's the best reply when you don't want to discuss your health? So my response to her was basically that while I don't know the dynamics of their relationship, that seemed really aggressive. I mean, this seemed aggressive to y'all too. No? Okay. <laughs> but if I were in her shoes, I would reply something very direct. The honest coming very direct. I'm going to be just as direct. I'd rather not discuss my health right now. Period. No explanation is really needed. It's a period. It's a full sentence. And, you know, that's met with more aggression because we've talked before about how people don't like it when we set boundaries. And sometimes they, they push back. So if she did push back, I would follow up with a this is exactly why I don't feel comfortable discussing my health, something that's very personal to me with you. And if it continued to escalate from there, I probably just excuse myself from wherever I was, but hopefully it won't get to that point. Um, I think that usually by then someone else in the family would intervene or, you know, kind of change the subject or whatever the case is, but we do have pushy people in our lives. And um, I find that in situations like that, the key is to just be very level-headed, very direct and firm and not respond emotionally charged. I think that it's very easy for people to dismiss or minimize what you said because your feelings were elevated, you know, and all they can see is the emotion. Oh, you're so emotional. Oh, you're overreacting. But you really need to let them know that you are dead serious about what you're saying, you know? <laughs> So you guys, let this week's podcast serve as a reminder to own and embrace your power, even with your family, especially with your family and your friends. Um, oftentimes we're afraid to exert ourselves or to uh, be assertive because we don't want to offend others, especially those that we have to see for the rest of our lives, um, that when we're so we're so afraid that we show up as a as a shrunken version of ourselves, you know, not as our truest authentic self. So let me tell you something: you are not responsible for how others choose to feel about you and your illness. You are not responsible for how others choose to feel about the boundaries that you are setting up for your health. Okay. Be bold in your actions and the way that you carry yourself and the boundaries that you are setting. Hold your head high as you move throughout your days because you are amazing and you are deserving and you are worthy of peace and happiness. Okay. So last thing, um, I'm doing a Black Friday sale on my affirmation card decks and journals on the website. Um, I'll go ahead and put a link down below, but the coupon code is BFHBD22. That's B as in boy, F as in Frank. H is in Harry, B is in boy, D is in dog, number 22. Um, you guys know I really do sales because I try to price my items fair <laughs> in the first place. And I have like this huge growth margin. So there really isn't a lot of room for me to do discounts. Um, so if you guys have been looking at the affirmation cards or the journals, definitely take advantage of this one. And that is all I have for you all this week. 
Happy early Thanksgiving. I hope that this message helps you guys as we go into the holiday season. It's a reminder for myself as well as I deal with people. Um, And until next week, you all stay empowered, stay authentic and stay ill.